Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with Charlie Long. Bobby J got the day off today. And on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, one of the very best to ever do it at LSU. And now you can hear him on the SEC Network, baseball analyst Todd Walker. Todd, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. You're welcome, guys. How's it going? Todd, uh, Man, success. Uh, people will ask me to go talk somewhere, and I'll tell them, you know, uh, people always say you, you learn a lot about people when they have adversity, and, and that's partially true. But, man, you know what teach you a lot about people? Let them get a little bit of success in how they handle it. And I've seen it in the business world and also in, in the media world and professional world athlete-wise. What is the key here? Uh, and I know Jay has said all the right things and done the right things about, hey, listen, we've turned the page, that sort of thing. We've thrown the book out the window. Uh, it's it's a new team, new year, that sort of thing. But winning a championship now raises the bar. I don't care in what sport. You raise the bar. What's the mentality for a team now with new pieces you without two big stars, not on now in the uh, minor leagues, but uh, man, they they sort of really played a big part in getting you that national championship to move on now to the next year and sort of wipe out some of what got you that success. Yeah, well, the answer is talent. <laughs> you get a guy yeah. that can overcome, you know, a little bit of squeeze on you, you know, and everybody, you know, obviously. And uh, starting with VMI this weekend, coming after you because you're the best of the best, uh, talent just takes over. And not only just one guy like Tommy White, for example, but an entire group and team. So if Tommy White struggles for a little bit, Aiden Travinsky is going to pick him up. If Aiden Travinsky struggles, then Jared Jones is going to pick him up or Paxton Kling. Or, you know, they're just loaded. I mean, the bottom line is with the NIL deals the way they are and the transfer with no penalty, everybody wants to play in the SEC and more specifically – they want to play for LSU. And so what you're seeing is like this influx of talent uh, getting into LSU. I mean, the greatest thing Jay Johnson did last year and the greatest thing he's going to have to overcome this year is managing personalities and guys that expect to play. They were the best player in there. Not only they got, they got a handful of guys, the best player in New Mexico, for example, the second best player out of Texas, the two best players out of the state of Louisiana. Not only were these guys the best high school players on their team, they were the best players in the state, but they may not play. And so, you know, when you get here and you got to overcome that, Jay Johnson has to do the job of keeping them calm and under control and helping them understand that they're great players, even though they may not play this year. And so, 
just managing personalities, I think, is the main obstacle for him. But, you know, Jay, I mean, he's a, he's a grinder. He's not going to allow them to rest on last year. And truth be told, like you said, they've lost two big parts of last year uh, with Paul Skeens and, and uh, Dylan Cruz. And so now you got to replace those guys, which they will. You know, they got Luke Coleman, the transfer from Alabama, who's an All-American. He's going to help them on the rotation this weekend. You can reasonably assume Thatcher Hurd now in his third year after transferring from UCLA last year. He's got a lot of confidence off of last year. Um, and Gavin Gidry and Javin uh, Coleman and all these other guys. The one struggle they had last year was on the mound. And then at the end, they just pitched like they've been pitching great all year, which they had not. Nate, Nate Dackenhausen hadn't had a start all year long, goes into Omaha and goes six and doesn't walk anybody. So the nerves definitely didn't get to him. And so I'm just interested to see how the pitching staff, you know, uh, reacts this year. But they're gonna have a, they have a load of talent. And 10, 10 lefties on the staff, I mean, which neutralizes the running game and it neutralizes the left-handed hitters in the opposing lineup. So they're loaded, man. I mean, I, I think you're going to see a run like Skip Berman had in the 90s where he won five national championships in 10 years. They've already won one. So watch the next nine years for LSU. Todd, uh, you bring that up. Last time I talked to Jay and I, uh, I brought up the fact that, you know, okay, you, you bring in a guy who's been a really good starting uh, pitcher, say in high school ranks. and uh, But you think maybe his best spot is as a reliever, maybe a middle reliever, a late reliever. Uh, what's your kind of talk to him to get him to understand that's going to be his spot at LSU? He's like, Mike, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to let you make that conversation with him. We'll, we'll broach that with that young man when he comes in somewhere down the line, but it, it's handling the personalities. And he, he said almost exactly what you said, that that's the key today in college sports because that guy can take off. He can go somewhere else. Uh, and he said, you know, I'm not having that conversation with that 17, 18-year-old freshman right off the bat that he's going to be that middle reliever or late reliever. That may happen. But, you know, my thing is, hey, we coming in, you're coming in here, you're going to be my starting pitcher, and then we'll take it from there. So it, it is all about personalities, and, and it's a different world of, of handling, you know, say generational things change of how you handle athletes. No doubt. And everybody wants to start because that's where the money is when you get drafted, right? But take Ole Miss and Mike Bianco, for example, in 2000, when was that, 22, yeah. when they won the national championship. They were 6-14 and 14 in the conference, 20 games deep. They'd only won six games. After week three, changes two of his starters, puts Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott in there, and they rattle off the national championship. So you can't tell a pitcher – uh, with certainty where their role is going to be because it always changes. And that's what's always amazed me about college baseball is that, you know, you can have a fall where you've got all these all these guys and you think you know what you have. Then you go into the spring and they change and things happen. And then uh, even during the spring and into the conference uh, deal, like I just said with Ole Miss, you still don't know. And so it's just crazy how things work out and turn out. And so we'll wait and see on all that. But I, I, I do know that LSU's loaded. Cam Johnson, the best – Second-best left-handed pitcher in the country. Uh, I'm anxious to see him pitch. Um, but I'm telling you what, uh, I don't think the pitching staff's the, the question mark this year like it was last year. Todd, one of the things, every year when we've had Jay on early, and uh, he said it again this year, asked about the team to watch in every magazine I've gotten, Arkansas. And Jay brought it up first. Uh, I think he took the job one day, came on with us the following, and it was like, what are you looking at? And he said, man, Arkansas. That's the team to watch. He said year in, year out, how they recruit, how they develop players. 
And so I get that baseball digest and I get a couple other uh, baseball books in. Who's ranked number one in the SEC? And, and for a few of them, number one in the country, Arkansas. So, again, you look at the SEC, how loaded they are. But one thing has stayed consistent the last few years, how good the Hogs are. Yeah, well, they're picked number one in, in the West to win the West. You know, Dave Van Horn's done an excellent job, obviously, over the years as he's been there. But in the end, you know, it all, all that matters is how you play at the end. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it works out for him. But uh, Dave Van Horn's a great coach. He's done it for a lot of years. Arkansas has lost one of their best hitters, at least early in the season, and Peyton Stovall, who had that excellent run two years ago in Omaha where he just went crazy as a freshman. Now he's a junior. He's hurt. And it's all about staying healthy, I think, for Arkansas. But I think you'll see the usual suspects in the best conference in college baseball. The SEC has won five of the last six national championships and should have been all six, except Arkansas was one out away in 2018, lost to Oregon State. So that shows you the talent level that this conference has and Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, and Vanderbilt are going to be as good as they've always been. And then they're going to have a surprise in there somewhere, like we've had in 2021 with Mississippi State winning it and 2022 with Ole Miss, or vice versa, however they, they ended up. And then, of course, both of them missed the conference tournament last year. So it's crazy the way this works. But, uh, but I, I think you're going to see a big, big year from the SEC again. Todd, when we were talking to Jay earlier I think it was a couple weeks ago, he was mentioning the pitching is going to be the strength of this team. I know you kind of mentioned that earlier. But looking at the staff, you already know that Datcher Hurd's going to be the Friday night guy and or Friday afternoon guy this upcoming week. And then uh, that Luke Holman, the Alabama transfer, is going to be on Saturday. Outside of that, a guy that's named that keeps popping up and he hasn't been solidified as a starter just yet, and he's working off of Tommy John, he's coming back from an injury. Another UCLA tra- uh, transfer just like Hurd is Gage Jump. And when we were listening to some Tommy White audio and talking about the best pitcher that he faced during the fall, he was saying that Gage Jump has got some nasty stuff. And I want to get your early thoughts on him uh, because I think he's going to be a sneaky piece for this Tiger squad. There's a lot of sneaky pieces of this Tiger squad, and I think I like what Jay said. If he thinks the strength of this staff, I mean, this team is going to be pitching, then watch out because the offense, who was number one in the country in run production last year, is going to be just as good this year. Now, they don't have Dylan Cruz, but they got everybody else, including Tommy White. And the big question mark is to whether or not the draft affects Tommy White. It did me my junior year. When you're talking about now, I mean, I signed for $815,000 back in uh, 1994. I was the eighth overall pick. Now you're talking about $10 million plus. How can that not affect a 19, 20-year-old kid? So whether or not Tommy White does it, who knows? As far as the pitching staff goes and Thatcher Hurd on Friday night, Luke Holman on Saturday, that'll change. I mean, during the course of the year, not that they're not talented, but, you know, just things happen. And, and they need to find – the key I've seen to winning the SEC and the conference is having that Sunday starter, who they're going to pitch on the third day. And that will change, too, during the course of the year. But I think you'll see Thatcher Hurd do what he did last year, came on strong at the end. Nate Ackenhausen is going to be a big part of this. Gavin Guidry, uh, Javin Coleman is still there. I mean, you know, who knows who's going to do well and who's not. If Jump has any, uh, uh, you know – Going from the Pac-12 to the SEC, as we saw with Thatcher Hurd, is a big deal. And so I don't know how Jump will react to that. But if he doesn't, somebody else steps up. And that's the key to depth. And they have so much depth in this LSU staff, I mean, uh, team, that if somebody doesn't do it, the next guy's going to step up until that talented guy does. So I'm not worried at all about anything. If anything, the defense is probably the only small little tiny question mark and that's Josh Pearson moving into second base from the outfield. Man, if they can get an infielder to hit like Josh Pearson, 
uh, and he plays and he covers that position. Now you got three outfielders you can use as as power hitters, including a DH. Good lord! I mean, they're going to be they're going to be studs offensively, just like last year. So looking at some of the position players, because I think that this is a real big key for this Tigers team to take the next step. We know that they went out and got a lot of pieces in the transfer portal, but the next step for freshmen taking the leap to their sophomore year, I think is huge. Jared Jones showed flashes last year in his freshman season, but then he wasn't really involved much in the playoff push. And I mean, Paxton Kling was another guy that started off the season. I think he was the leadoff hitter in the opening weekend, but then by the end of the season, he also wasn't very involved. And that's because a lot of the upperclassmen had taken those roles. Another guy, Brady Neal, got injured, but he's going to be back this season as well, the catcher. So these freshmen, super talented guys that are taking that step to sophomore year, I mean, that's going to be a big key for LSU having success this upcoming season. So many new guys, like you mentioned, is why I'm not overly worried about them getting overconfident about winning the national championship last year because these kids haven't done it. But to your point, Brady Neal was a starter last year. You remember that? He was the yeah. starting catcher. And then it was Travinsky, uh, you know, and, and went on and on like that. So, I mean, nobody know Alex Malazzo was in there, of course, and he will be again this year. And so you got two veteran guys right there. So who knows who does well and who doesn't. But Jay Johnson has the luxury of rolling them out there. And the downside of his, as a player is if you don't get it done in the opening weekend, you might not see the field again, <laughs> which is different if you're the guy, you know, you, they have to kind of lay on you. But, Dude, to your point, I mean, it's incredible, the recruiting class. They've got the two best players out of high school in the state of Louisiana, the number one player out of Kansas, number one player in New Mexico, the number two player out of Arizona, the shortstop, and, and the Texas kids, the shortstop, too. So, good Lord. I mean, you know, they got young freshman guys that might step up and do something that nobody expects them to do. I know when I got there as a freshman, nobody expected me to start, much less be the national freshman of the year. So, I mean, there's going to be some surprises in there as well, including, you know, in addition to the guys we expect to do well. Todd, other than from a pitching standpoint, what is the one position uh, from a college standpoint that's the hardest for a freshman to come in to make an impact? Now, if you can swing a bat, they'll find a spot for you. But I'm talking about more uh, playing on the defensive side. I would say shortstop by far. That's why they got Michael Braswell over there from South Carolina, right? There's not a great hitter, but he can he can pick it. And uh, if, if uh, I don't know if they're overly excited about playing him because clearly if they could get one of those freshmen that I just mentioned, uh, these super superstar kids out of high school to get, get the job done, then they'd like that because now you've got that kid for two more years. Um, but Michael Braswell, is, a, is I, I hate to call him an insurance policy because I think he'll start. Uh, and I think he'll do well. Uh, and, and a big piece of the puzzle for LSU is that shortstop position. Um, but uh, definitely as a young kid, any position nowadays is tough, you know, because you gotta you got to play both sides of the ball. You can hit all you want. You're right. They'll find a spot for you. But if you can't play defense, then it limits you, and you may not play because they've got plenty of guys that can hit and play defense. So um, he, I see here, uh, just like last year, early on, you're going to see just about everybody play. And again, back to what I was saying, it's, it's a great thing if you're a head coach and you can throw guys out there and see who's hot early and run with the hot hand. And you're going to have plenty of opportunities to see that with the talent that they have. And the other thing, you know, the, the missing piece here is Nate Yeske. You know, he's the, the, he was with, uh, uh, Jay Johnson when Arizona made that run in Omaha in 2021. Then he goes over to A&M and, 
Uh, if you were watching last year in the SEC tournament, what Nate Yeski did with that Texas A&M pitching staff and the run they made in the SEC tournament last year and on into the postseason, that's a big credit to him. And I think Jay would tell you that Nate Yeski is one of the premier pitching coaches, college pitching coaches in the country. They had Wes Johnson. He moves on to Georgia. And now they replace him with somebody, you know, on an equal playing field like Nate Yeski, who, uh, who's just a fabulous pitching guy and, you know, able to handle these staff. So I think that's a big piece as well. Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, Todd, I think it's going to become a factory almost for Coach Johnson at LSU as far as Wes Johnson going to Georgia and now Yeski moving from AM to LSU. I mean, he sees a potential for if he comes in and LSU's staff lights it up. And from all indications, it seems like this staff is not only top-heavy but also deep. I, they got a ton of talent, as you've mentioned multiple times. This could be a, a potential for Yeski to move on to be in his own head coach. Well, and that's kind of seems like the stepping stone, right? I don't know if he – I'm sure I'm sure he that's something he'd probably want to do, but he's been a pitching coach for a long time, won the national championship with Oregon State in 2018. So the guy's been around, done it, and uh, I know he loves what he does. But, I, look, you're about to see a run, a Skip Bertman-type run. Uh, Bertman won five national championships in the 90s, and I think you're about to see that again with the no, no transfer penalty. You know, guys can go anywhere they want. Everybody wants to play in LSU – um, the NIL deals and everything else. They've got the best of the best. And then you've got a grinder of a coach. I know Jay Johnson probably has his own bedroom at the at the stadium. He spends every waking hour up there figuring this stuff out. He's uh, been doing it for 11 years, won 411 games as a head coach. So, Jay Johnson, when you put all those chemistry pieces together, it is baseball, and only two losses at the end, and you're out. They're not going to win every year. But they're going to win. They're going to roll off some national championships here in the next ten years. Trey Morgan's defense, and you know, he gets overshadowed because of the couple of super superstars that you had. But man, he was so great on the defensive side, and also a key hitter, and he could run the bases pretty well. Uh, your thoughts on a replacement there? Because uh, you look at him, and I would say he's a chip piece. Uh, he's not a bit. He's a chip of what you had on that team from a year ago. But, man, he was so great on defense because he sort of bailed you out a few times with some bad throws that he was able to dig that ball out of the dirt. That's going to be the big question mark, like I mentioned, not big, small for LSU, and that's the defense. Uh, clearly, they'll be more. And, of course, they had him in left field a lot too. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that, you know, you're not going to see too many plays like he made in Omaha where he crashed on that, on that bunt and threw him out at home plate, that type of stuff. Is that massively importing and winning a national championship? Uh, I don't know. They're going to put Travinsky over there. They're going to put Jared Jones over there. But Arkansas took Peyton Stovall, who I mentioned earlier, now as a freshman who's really a middle infielder, and they put him at first base because he could hit. And so what might happen is one of these shortstops out of high school you know, would, would move over and play first base and be just as dynamic as Trey Morgan if they, if they, if they can come out of the gates and, and, and hit like this – you know, Stephen Milan, Milan kid uh, from New Mexico. You know, they've got some 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 young kids that might get it done. Even Michael Braswell is supposed to play short. And then you got Mac Bingham, who spent four years at Arizona. He comes over um, under Jay Johnson, has played for him, and they're not bringing him over to sit the bench either. So, you know, he had ten home runs last year, twenty doubles, thirty extra base hits. You know, so he can hit a little bit too. So. They'll piece it together. I don't think they're going to – they're just going to be sitting there wondering, wow, if we only had Trey Morgan, because they're going to have some guys that can fill it. It's not going to be as as smooth and dynamic as you saw Trey Morgan, but I don't think that's really going to matter that much this year. 
Todd, thanks so much for joining us. Always great insights. Enjoy listening to you on the SEC Network. And, uh, man, from what you're saying, man, uh, they ought to be shining up them trophies pretty good at LSU over the next few years. I think they're going to be good. They need to add some trophy cases for sure, man. And then, you know, and then then comes the Jay Johnson statue right next to Skip Bergman. Todd, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Really appreciate it, bud. All right, thank you. All righty. Todd Walker, former LSU great infielder and now part of the SEC Network baseball analyst covers Southeast Conference. And, boy, that's the place. Man, just absolutely loaded in the SEC this year again. And we talk so much about how good the football is in the SEC. Baseball is even tighter and more teams involved They have involved a four-weekend stretch, LSU does this year, where they play in order. They play Georgia, then they play at Arkansas. No, my bad. Florida is the first team they play at Arkansas, and then they go back home and they play Vanderbilt, and then they play Tennessee. And, and you know, that's four top ten teams preseason, so it's going to be pretty tough, but that's the SEC, isn't it? That's what it is. I got a neighbor of mine, big LSU fan. He's like, Mike, there's only two seasons in this world. And it's none of the like winter, fall, spring, summer. It's LSU football season, LSU baseball season. Now, we'll say this Kim Mulkey's put a dent a little bit into that too uh, with women's basketball. But man, LSU baseball is huge for a lot of folks. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.